This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. This is accessible through our online course modules that can be accessed at www.emergencymedicalminute.org backslash CME courses, or simply by clicking on the link in our show notes and creating an account. All right. Well, happy Friday evening, everybody. So I think Friday evening is supposed to be a PEDS medical minute. Um, this is PEDS related, also general topic. So the question, you know, of um, intubating pediatric patients, intubating people in general, you know, obviously getting the airway is kind of the most exciting thing that we think about, but there's important things that we need to do after we get somebody intubated. And one of those things is sedation. There's been, you know, several studies shown that we're probably not great in the emergency department at getting people sedated. Obviously, nobody wants to be aware of being intubated and it's fairly painful. Uh, some studies have shown that as much as like 2% of patients are like fully awake and paralyzed in intubated in the emergency department, which I don't think anybody wants. And, you know, this was a recent study that kind of rehashes some of that. There was a recent study looking at a pediatric emergency department. So theoretically, one of the ideal places to be taking care of sick kids. And they looked at what percentage of the patients after intubation got sedation in an appropriate time frame. And they basically said, if you get, you know, like uh, Atomidate or Propofol for your induction, you should get some sedation within 10 minutes after that. And then they looked at who got, you know, any sedation at all. And the results were not great, you know, even for a pediatric emergency department, about a quarter of the patients got sedation within the 10 minute time frame, And about three quarters, 78% got some sedation eventually. So, you know, about 25% maybe got no sedation at all. It's not totally clear if some of those patients went quickly to the OR or went somewhere else quickly, but definitely not perfect by any stretch. And one of the interesting things, as in adult studies, people who got long-acting paralytics like rocuronium were way more likely to not get sedation because they're paralyzed. So you don't see them moving. You can't really tell if they're struggling at all. Same thing with adults. If you use rocuronium or, you know, paralyze them again after the intubation, we should be extra cautious with providing analgesia sedation after intubation. So, you know, another thing, like, like I said, this is general for adults as well, but definitely for kids as well. When we get people intubated, we should definitely be thinking, what do we want to use for analgesia and sedation afterwards, whether it's propofol, ketamine, anything that helps people not remember the kind of time around the intubation and you know, everything associated with that. Any questions? All right, thanks. Have a good night. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Health One Continental Division and Swedish Medical Center for their financial contributions to the EMM. Donations from them and listeners like you make it possible for us to fulfill our mission of producing and spreading free medical education to the masses. If you enjoy our show, please consider making a one-time or reoccurring donation to help cover our operational costs and keep the EMM awesome. Click on the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.